Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. We're on episode 101, Who's Quiet Quitting? Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. Well, I've procrastinated on tackling this issue long enough, but I have to talk about quiet quitting because in a way it really fascinates me a lot. And I wonder who's out there quiet quitting and more importantly, why? Because I have been in the work world since I was a teen, actually, well, actually earlier than that, because in our family, there were no child labor laws. And when we grew up, my parents owned a hardware store. And I do remember very, very vividly that when we were little kids, we were in there working. We dusted shelves. I remember sitting down in front of bins of nails and screws and all, all of those things that in the old days were just in bins. They weren't packaged. And when we did inventory, I would have to sit there for hours and count all those things. I don't I don't know why that was my job, but it was, and I remember it. Anyway, back to quiet quitting. So I have been very conflicted about this concept of quiet quitting because for me, based on what people are doing or saying or talk about it, I think it's always been around. Because if it means based on what I've read, putting in just the expected effort kind of at the baseline without any more, then for sure it's been a thing my entire life because I've witnessed it, I've coached it. And what I would offer as food for thought is that this is what also engagement experts have been attempting to measure for years or something very similar. I mean, we're calling it something new. And I think there are some very subtle nuances that are different because of COVID and the pandemic. I think that this has been highlighted and touted as a new thing, really based on COVID, because so many people had to reconsider their work-life balance. And I think for many of us in a very, very good way, we asked ourselves questions and started considering what our life and work, what we're really doing and what we really want. And do we find purpose in it? And what is being asked of us and at what cost? And I think those questions have been being asked and answered more over the last two years than throughout my career. At least I'm hearing them much more than from hundreds of people, leaders, managers, individual contributors that I've worked with. And having been in the business for so long, I know that the conversation is different. And with so many people re-examining their lives, of course, we have to ask ourselves, how do we want to live it? What are we willing to do and sacrifice for work based on the rest of our lives. And I think of about how many thousands of teachers and healthcare workers have had to ask and answer that question over the last few years. And I know you have heard and read about all of that. And regardless of the industry that we're in, and maybe for you too, haven't you asked yourself some different questions about your purpose or your balance or your mental health in the last two years that maybe what you did prior to that? I know I have. So are people really quiet quitting 
Or are they more aware and deliberate about their choices that they're making right now in terms of expending energy and also based on work requirements? What is required of me? And am I willing to do that thing? And is it too much? And when it's too much, what do I do about it? And as businesses are trying to compete for resources and the labor strategies persist across the board, I think companies have to confront their previous strategies and identify new ones to recruit and sustain high talent. That is absolutely happening across the board because talented people will always have options. And I think that makes companies nervous and stressed in a way that we haven't, again, experienced throughout my career. And I think both sides of this are interesting because I could place myself very firmly in either mindset and see truths and challenges in each. Because for those workers who've sacrificed so much for their professions and their stress and missing family and having all those health challenges, of course, there is much to be gained from pushing pause and questioning life choices and absolutely from wanting the most in terms of pay and benefits, and frankly, anything else that the employer can provide in terms of perks. I 100% understand that and the need to do that and the desire to do that. And then I look on the employer side and I think, oh my gosh, they want to recruit and retain and they are throwing so much, some companies throwing, some are very (laughs) judiciously and carefully offering. But I think that's a challenge because then what is the message? As an organization, they need good people. That's pretty obvious. There's also kind of the message right now for some companies, we'll do whatever we can to keep good workers. And generally speaking, I think, well, that's a positive strategy. But what about that whole balance of expectations and performance? And I think, yes, you want good people and you want them to be fully engaged in their work and you want them fully compensated All of those things are important without creating a sense of entitlement. And I think there's a fine line there between trying to engage people and offer them an environment in which they are engaged and entitling people to expect something that may be unrealistic in terms of the performance they're willing to give. And that's where I get super crazy in my head thinking about this. What about the expectations? To ask and answer, are the expectations for all employees defined and realistic? And are they effectively managed? Because if not, there's employee stress. And that's what causes anxiety and the resentment is either I don't know what's expected of me, or I perceive it as too much, or maybe it's realistic, but I don't know how to do it. And that is also causing employee stress. Are expectations too high and unrealistic? So I think about people quiet quitting because of the situation around them, or maybe because some people just don't know what they want in life. And maybe they haven't fully questioned and answered that and somehow are holding employers responsible for their happiness. I have heard that too. So are people quietly quitting? And I think also sometimes not so quietly quitting because they're complaining about their jobs. Do you know anyone like that? (laughs) Is it you? I'm sure it's not you. But as you can tell, I'm super conflicted about this topic because I really wonder if it's really 
Brand new are just another way of describing employee engagement, which has been researched for years. And is it something unique? And granted, COVID has rocked our world and it's made us reconsider most, if not all, aspects of our life. But for me, it's about thinking about bringing to the surface in a more visible, tangible way what has been present for many years. Maybe employees and employers are just experiencing it on a whole new level than they have in the past. It's risen to the surface in a way that is now both urgent and important. My wish for all employees and all of their managers is that there is a conversation about it. There is a communication about expectations and also well-being. I think empathy has risen to the surface. In terms of employee relationships, empathy is job one, because if you aren't empathetic and tuned into your employees, how do you even know if they're quietly quitting or why? So I think workplace performance is based on a foundation of trust and caring because we all want that, don't we? And will I quietly quit if someone truly trusts and cares about me and supports the work I'm doing, recognizes it, reinforces it? Because if there was that kind of strong partnership, if there were those clear expectations and ongoing recognition of the value I'm providing, that kind of mutual respect with my boss. And also, if I feel like what my organization is doing is valuable, would I really be quietly quitting? Wouldn't I be engaged? So who is really quietly quitting and why? I think that has yet to be answered in a way that clarifies the difference between engagement and quitting and also ties to people's self-awareness and finding the purpose in their job and in their life. It also starts with good communication and understanding where employees' mindset is, what their mental health and well-being is. And my hope for everyone, my wish for this holiday season, is that we can find that connection. Or maybe you're the one quietly quitting. If you are and you have some interesting thoughts about this topic, please follow up and let me know what they are. I would love to hear more about it from you. 